Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello, I'm George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Boulder, and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. And in today's episode, we are talking about how I am not a massive fan of Little B, Too Big B. What do I mean by that? Well, you may have guessed it already. Little B, small business, big B, big business. If you're a service-based business, the chances are you are a small B. You're a small business owner and you deliver some service to other potential business owners. That's B to B. If you sell your products to the consumer market, that's B2C. I'm probably teaching to suck exit, but if I'm going to use codes like Bs and Cs, I probably should make sure that we're all on the same page. So little B is little businesses, big B are big businesses, Cs are consumers. If you're a product company and you're selling products to consumers, then listen to this for entertainment purposes probably only. If, however, you are a small B and you do business with other Bs, other businesses, this just might save your life and may well give you the future that you're looking for. I was recently asked a question and the question was, you know, how do I get into these bigger corporations? How do I get through to the decision maker, the the key decision maker in those businesses? Now, they weren't talking about a big business being 100 grand or a million pounds or 10 million pounds. We're talking blue chip. We're talking, you know, FT100 kind of companies, right? National names. Now, the truth matter is I said this to her and I gave a strategy and we talked about what options there were and everyone else in the group had their input. The bottom line is really simple. It comes down to normally a long, 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 hard slog to get into big companies. So if you want to get into you know, the BBC, you want to get into BP, you want to get into Vodafone, for example, it's not uncommon for companies to spend years chipping away to find their way into those big organizations. By nature, they're heavy goliaths. You know, they've got their preferred suppliers in place. They set their own strategies. And it's unlikely as a small B that somehow you're going to slip through the curtain and somehow find the decision maker in a company of that size and be able to do a decent enough sales job in order to win that business. That's not to say you can't deliver on that business. And of course, many small businesses do do business with big businesses. This episode actually is more about why I'm not a fan of that if you're looking for fast turnaround, fast growth in your business. Because I once heard of a guy that spent five years getting into, I believe it was IBM, and he was well proud of himself. You know what he should be. But it took him five years to get into IBM. Well, as a small business owner, you just don't necessarily have those five years spare to be chipping away at these Goliaths in order to make your way into them. So what I do is I say, you know what, if you want to get into big business, big corporates, and when I say big B, we're talking big, big B, big corporates. If you want to get into those, I treat them more as like projects, you know, like you build up over time, you work your way in over time. 
Don't get me wrong, of course you hit enough doors, you pick up the phone enough, you stalk enough car parks, you might get lucky and sometimes people do. But as a repeatable strategy in your business in order to grow your business, I am much, much more fan of dealing with much, much, much smaller businesses. So even if your client that you believe is typically a big, massive corporate, it is really hard work. And I see this with companies and my members that really struggle at the hands, at the mercy of these big corporates. Number one, they get screwed on price nearly all the time. Number two, the goalposts are always changing. Number three, they have to go through so many layers of sign-off. The process of even getting into the company to deliver the product or service, even once it's been agreed upon at a surface level that the company wants to do business with you, it is a headache beyond all headaches. And I see business owners really struggling. My advice isn't to necessarily not follow that strategy. My advice is to maybe ponder another one. And that is to seek out companies that your services and products are suitable for that are still bigger businesses than you. They might even be still considered pretty big businesses. They're just not really big Bs. They're not huge, massive corporations, multinationals, FTSE 100 type companies. These might be businesses, for example, 5 million, 10 million, maybe even up to something like a 50 million where you can still gain access to the business heads, the business leaders. My personal favorite is where the owner of the business is still on the board or the owner of the business is still at the helm of that business. And you'll find many businesses ranging from 5 million all the way up to 50 million where the owner is still fundamentally in charge of that business. And that is a good sign because instead of having boards and instead of having loads of layers to get through, these people are still relatively accessible. And when you're in front of them, if you can get the sales call or the Zoom meeting or the face-to-face meeting, you can have a genuine sales conversation with them. In other words, you can talk strategy, you can talk tactics, and if they're not in the market for what you do, you can still entice them with your offering, whether it's reaching out over LinkedIn in the first place or whether you send them something through the post or whether you get on the phone and pick up the phone to them. If they're interested in what you're saying, if they can see an opportunity in what you're saying, you may well still get that meeting. And even if they haven't got budget for it, particularly set aside, they haven't set the strategy out for what you do, you may find that you can still convince those people to buy your services from you because they're open to the conversation. And that gives you possibility, gives you opportunity. If you go into a big monolithical blue chip company as a small business owner, the best you can hope is to speak to someone that knows there's budget or has an interest in what you're doing. It goes through the channels. It goes through the channels that are already in place in terms of the strategy and the finances, for example. And really, you'll just end up pitching against other business owners that are already in there. And more often than not, they will screw you on price because they'll have a price they're willing to pay for what you do. And if you don't want to hit that price, they'll just go somewhere else. And that includes, by the way, you might have been delivering services to them for five years in the past. And the person you have the relationship with in the business um, might be completely on your side and might be appalled at how the business has handled you. But fundamentally, it comes down the chain of command and suddenly the business that you had that was secure has been taken away from you through no fault of your own and through no even desirable wish to the person you're immediately providing those services to. So that's another reason I'm not a massive fan of this huge, massive, monolithical bee, especially as a small bee, as you probably are listening to this podcast. You go to a business where it's 5 million, 10 million. They probably still need what it is that you're offering. I can't believe that a 10 million pound business wouldn't have the demand for what you're offering 
that a you know hundred million or a ten billion pound company or hundred billion pound company would. The chances are there's a bigger business out there, much much bigger than you, multiple millions, you know, maybe even tens of millions that could still use your products and your services. That still has the agility of being an owner managed business and still has the agility uh, the agility to spot an opportunity when it's presented to them and still has the flexibility to be able to adjust their strategies to adopt what you're offering so that you can still find a way into that business to support them in what it is that they're trying to achieve bigger the business gets the harder it is to have those conversations the less likely it is that you'll ever be able to change the course of thinking or the course of strategy in a much much bigger business so if you are a small business and you're either working with these huge corporations right now and you're struggling to grow your business because of all the reasons I've already outlined, then my challenge to you is to start to look for a market that might not be as big as that. And if you haven't started working with bigger corporates, but it's always been a sexy, enticing lure for you to get in there and start working with these big businesses, then I don't apologize if I've put you off a little bit and I've steered you into another direction of looking for other opportunity. And again, this isn't to stop you going for that big corporate client. It's just to give you a bit of perspective on it and maybe to offer you some advice, which is just to explore what other opportunities might be out there. I get it. It's attractive. It's the holy grail, you know, to land Vodafone. Where we live, you know, Vodafone's the big company and it's really alluring and it's a really big catch at the end of your rod. And I get all those things. and It looks great if you can put it on your website. And yeah, I get it all completely. However, probably a fucking nightmare for most small businesses. Not because Vodafone themselves have done anything wrong, not because Vodafone themselves are in any way other than a great company, just from the very nature of the scale and size of the business, how they set those businesses up, the culture within those businesses, and just the experiences that I've seen of small businesses over the years, it's probably going to be a fucking headache. So, where else can you find clients that you can serve in the way that you do right now? If you're a trainer and you're used to working with big corporates because they buy a lot of training, trust me, 5 million, 10 million, 50 million pound businesses need trainers as well. They will not screw you on price. That's not going to say they're going to negotiate with you, but they're not going to screw you on price because if you walk through the door and they want you and they like you and they think you're the right solution, they're not going to be buying purely on price. It's not going to be an artificial limit that's been put in place by procurement who have no real understanding of what you are offering and don't have any interest in who you are as an individual. It's just a price they've set from a budget that's been set from the top down. No, you go to these other businesses, they will buy from the person they want to buy from and price will only be one factor in their decision process. So who needs what you have to offer? You might have to change a little bit of the packaging. Maybe you have to change how you deliver it. I don't want you to change the pricing, by the way. That's a different strategy altogether. If you want to target different businesses and charge less for your product, that's not what this is about. I actually believe if you follow this strategy, there's every opportunity that you can actually charge more than you're currently charging. I've seen it with business owners in the past. They move away from their corporate clients. They move into smaller businesses like I'm describing. Not small businesses, 5 million, 10 million, 50 million, even maybe 100 million pound businesses. 
and they get to charge more for their services, more for their products, because the person they're talking to is directly connected to the business, not just one part or one cog, and therefore they can have a bigger impact on those smaller businesses. And as I've said many times on previous episodes, you should be pricing based on the impact to the person that's buying your services. So what market could you go after? What size business would still be viable for what you offer? If you're marketing and used to marketing to huge big brands, that is a really tough game as a small business to break into marketing for huge corporations. Would you not necessarily do better with smaller businesses? Now, I get it. It's possible. If you did marketing inside a big business, it stands to reason that that's what you know, and therefore you go and target those businesses. However, the chances are you'd do far better targeting at smaller businesses. I've talked about coaching. I've talked about training. Whatever it is that you offer, that you offer to huge companies, big corporations, the chances are there are much smaller businesses out there that are willing to pay as much, if not more, for what you offer. And the benefit of dealing with those smaller businesses is you get to speak to the person that you actually impact, you get to the decision maker, you get to the person that ultimately decides on whether or not the money's going to be spent. You'll be able to negotiate better on your pricing. You'll be able to negotiate better on your terms. Big corporations, they can have crippling payment terms. 60 days, 90 days, even 120 days and beyond. Smaller businesses, you can have the conversation with them. I've dealt with businesses in the past that are still multiple, multiple million pound businesses and you're able to have the negotiation with them and says, you know, that cash flow is not great. Therefore, we need these terms in place. Big corporations, you're not going to get them to change their terms of contract. Smaller businesses, even these businesses I'm talking about, seven figure, eight figure plus businesses, you can still negotiate terms with these businesses. You can Get in there and have a real tangible impact on that business that not just plays out with the people that you're connecting with your product or service at ground level with that business, but you'll be able to see more readily the impact that it has across the whole business because smaller businesses respond to change much quicker. They'll respond to your positive impact much bigger. They might not have the allure of the big corporation, the sexy logo to put on your website, But again, most big corporations won't let you use their logo on your website anyway, so it's all kind of insinuation and hearsay when you talk about your big brand clients. For me, it's going to be the smaller business all day long. This isn't to say, again, caveat in this whole episode, that you shouldn't go after big business, but if you want quicker turnarounds, quicker decisions, more flexibility, if you want to have more agility, if you want clients that are going to potentially respect you more, clients that are going to have better payment terms, potentially pay you better, clients that may ultimately be more rewarding for you in terms of the impact that you have on them, it may well worth be considering going for those smaller businesses. It may well be that you go for much, much smaller businesses. I've had people that are doing marketing for big corporates and struggling there drop down to a whole level down to multiple seven-figure businesses, five million, maybe 10 million pound businesses. I've had those same businesses sometimes actually really consider that their market might actually be multiple hundred thousand pound turnover businesses. Why? Because it's about the product you offer, the service you offer, the impact you can have, who you enjoy working with, who you work well with, who you get a great result from. And it might well be that actually you can get exactly the same payment terms, maybe even more money 
out of a business that might only be quarter of a million pound than you would ever get out of a massive multinational that takes you two years, three years, five years to get into and may drop you at a click of their fingers. So I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just saying you should definitely explore it. This episode is really about my own personal opinion. And my own personal opinion is I'm not a massive fan of little businesses targeting big, huge companies. For many of them, it really simply just isn't the best strategy for them and certainly not necessarily the best strategy for them right now. And maybe you put the big corporate targeting on the back burner, you come back to it later, or maybe you run it as a project in the background where you spend 12 months, 24 months and more breaking into that big company But in the meantime, you also shift your attention to dealing with a more agile company, a more easier to do business with target customer. Awesome, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this content. My commitment to you is to give you the best possible content I can to help you steer and navigate your way through the turbulent times that are your current entrepreneurial journey. I want you to get the success that you deserve out of your business. And right now it can be thwarted at many levels. And therefore this podcast is just one way that I help to support small business owners just like you to get the results that you want. If you could use some extra support in your business, extra guidance and focus in your business, if you feel like you would love to belong to an ambitious business community, a club, of ambitious small business owners just like yourself, all looking to take themselves and the business to the next level, then go and check us out at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk or contact us directly. You'll see an email address for Tracy Miller in the descriptions of this episode, tracy.miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. Drop her a line. She's my partner in life and in business and ask her how we can support you to create the business that you want and the life that you want. If you're starting out in business we've got groups that are perfect for you if you've yet to hit your first 100k in turnover maybe you're doing 20 30 40k maybe even 50k a year and you want to hit that 100k we've got groups that are designed specifically to help you to grow your business to that level and if you're already doing over 100k maybe even quarter of a million maybe even half a million and you want to take your business to that next level maybe even head towards that seven figure mark that first million pound then we've got groups specifically with you in mind as well well. We are here dedicating ourselves to small business owners just like yourself who start up all the way through to their first million. Go and check us out or drop us a line. We'd love to see you in one of our groups and we'd love to be on your journey. I will see you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 